Well, thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters, wherever you found me. I always have to say that because I'm finding new sources of my podcast that people tell me about. I don't even know they're on. So I hope you find it on a regular basis. Tell your friends about it. It's June. It's hot. Most of my listeners are south of the Mason-Dixon line. I do have some out west from another show that I do out there. But we're going to talk about 10 things to do in your garden in June. And in general, it'll fit most everywhere that I get on a normal basis. Although now that podcasts are produced the way they are, who knows? I've had, uh, I remember not too far back, somebody in the Philippines wrote me to ask me how to plant a tomato. In the, in the Philippines, I looked it up, it was pretty normal, but I mean, it was just interesting that somebody in the Philippines is listening to a show produced, you know, in the central part of the United States. So let's start with as uh, where temperatures are already here, folks, and uh, your garden is probably beginning to suffer at first. It was going to do real good, but it's been outrageously hot overall in the areas that most people listen to me. So it's a little even earlier than normal, I think, this year. So what about planting ground covers? It, that's a good thing to do if you've got, if you want to do something in your garden that'll improve it, even this time of year. If you have a good shady or a sunny spot, it just depends on, you know, but your lawns may be struggling or you've got too much shade, then you can replace the turf itself with a number of different ground covers. They're usually hardy perennials. They usually come back every year. And if you Pick them carefully. Remember, a, uh, the right plant in the right place is always the secret. It'll be able to withstand just about any conditions as long as you put the plant where the plant ought to be. Uh, as far as shady landscapes, which we have some here. Uh, you think it's always hot right here in Texas, but there's a good shade spots, in, especially in the suburban areas where they've planted deciduous trees. Think about a juga, a very easy thing to grow. Any number of the ferns, any number of the different ivies, whether you, whether you like English ivy or even one of the variegated ivies that they've come up with. And of course, the other good thing in, in our part of the country, in shade, but to some degree it'll even go in the sun, is vinca. And it's easy to come by. The colors have gotten more and more diverse. It's pretty easy. It does have a little bit of a bug problem in certain parts of the country later in the year, late summer. But by then, it's usually spent most of its flowers. Anyway, now if you've got sun, but still want to get some good ground cover, and then think of a thing, uh, liriope. It's a grass that once you look it up, you'll be familiar with some of it. Some people call it uh, some similar things, monkey grass, mondo grass, but those kind of grasses. Sedums of different kinds. If you're like me, I always have some thyme growing. It's great for cooking with. It smells good, and it's even to some degree a mosquito repellent. So ice plants, things that, that you see them growing in the sun. When you go to look, especially if you go to a new area or you're just beginning to become a gardener, drive around where you live and become aware of what you see in other people's garden areas or planted around their houses. And if it's successful for them, it's likely successful for you. Now, there's people that like to experiment. I have a friend that's pretty successful, believe it or not, in the Texas Hill Country. He has some pretty good-sized redwood trees, but I wouldn't say it's a normal thing you'd want to grow here all the time. So be experimental, but as far as ground covers go, you do need to know how much sun, how long, how much heat can they take. You have to be a little bit particular about 
the right plant in the right place. I mostly garden to eat. I love Mother Nature's flowers, but if I have places to plant, even where most people would put flowers, I sometimes put edible things, Swiss chards and different vines that, that produce fruits and, and tomatoes. Beautiful. You get a, the little bitty cherry tomatoes, they now come in different colors and plant them where you'd say, well, I was going to put a, a you know, annual rose bush or something. And it's beautiful. It's something you can eat. It's something I even invite my neighbors to eat. I used to put them out in the front yard. And yet it's attractive and, and a little bit different. And a lot of people don't realize this time of year, even though it's getting hot out there, some plants, and especially vegetables like okra, sweet potatoes, southern peas, sweet corn, lima beans, they can be put in this late in the year, most everywhere that gets this show. Uh, and, and that's typical growing for the southern gardens for the June. If you do have to be picking up this program up north area of Virginia's and areas up there, because I do have listeners up there, then it's a good time for you to be putting in some fast-growing crops, such as green beans, basil, which I love, dill, and my favorite green, just because of the ease of, of growing it and, and it's how healthy it is, is Swiss chard. You do need to be a little bit more aware of, of the... Uh, moisture in your soil this time of year because so, you've got to keep newly planted vegetable beds slightly more moist for a while especially early in the growth period i personally and there's pros and cons of all these i personally find a soaker hose this kind of the country that i'm in right now the easy way to irrigate most of my garden it delivers water directly to the plant roots and unlike a sprinkler, a soaker hose will not waste water by spraying it onto paths and driveways and letting it run. And once you customize to know how long to run your soakers each time, your soaker hoses, it becomes a very efficient system for, for most any kind of general gardening that you might be doing, at least in this part of the country. And this time of the year is really a good time to give your house plants a new lease on life by repotting them in larger containers with fresh soil. Just gently tap the plant out of the current container, brush away any real excess soil, and replant in a pot that's just slightly larger. Don't go up a bunch of numbers at once. It doesn't work that way, or you'd think it would. If the roots are growing in a circular mask, pull them apart and rearrange them when you replant. And, in, and even though I'm not big on, I like making my own soils. This is the one time that might be easier, especially this time of year, if you have already made your own compost from last year, to buy a decent potting mix. Uh, I don't ever use soil from my garden in containers unless I'm just maybe starting something for a few weeks because that soil is a different kind of makeup. It has a tendency to get hard in the pots, even though it seems to do pretty well out um, in the general gardening areas. And if you have any extra area, houseplants kind of like, I call it, like to go on vacation. Move them outdoors into a shady, somewhat protected location. Remember, they're not really, most of them have not been in that direct sun. But leave them out there, open shade, I call it. You can leave them most of the summer if you'd like, if you want to really boost them along. And then bring them indoors, you know, late, of course, in late summer, early fall, especially if you're in areas where you get early frosts. And while we're talking June gardening, let's also talk about one of my favorite things to plant for, and that's hummingbirds. 
everywhere, I think within the sound of my voice again for normal times, there's at least one or two or three and sometimes as many as a dozen different species of hummingbirds available to you and it takes very little work to bring them up. Well, I'm not against hanging up hummingbird feeders. I do have several, especially out along my porch. It kind of stays under the shade in the summer and you need to clean those about once a week and you need to fill them. If, uh, if, you, if you're like me, there were so many hummingbirds that I didn't have to wear every two days. It was empty and I would just clean it up. But if it stays more than a week or so, it's better to clean it, get back, re-clean it. Really, really, I run peroxide through mine occasionally, make sure there's no black mold in it. And then a four to one ratio of, of sugar to water works fine most everywhere. But... The real way to bring in hummingbirds on a permanent basis is to plant for them. Go to your local nursery, I've, again, almost everywhere that, that hears this. Look for butterfly bush or cardinal flowers. They've birthed uh, hollyhocks if you already have them in. Mandevilla has become very popular for the people for to draw hummingbirds. Others I don't think as much of in, in the really hot parts of the countries, but they work, are, are things like morning glories. I, I hesitate to give this to you, but it does work well. If you've got a place that you're not too concerned about getting invaded, you could plant some trumpet vine. But do, do realize in a lot of areas it becomes really, really an invasive problem. So that's not really way up on my list, although I like the plant. It's just, it's just too powerful. And maybe some of the penstemons or salvias. So if you get that going, yes, you can still have your feeders so they'll come up to your porch and see you, but that will really give them a diversity of good, healthy alternatives, not just sugar water. And sort of my final garden tip for this week, which is, it is gardening, but it's a little different approach, but it's become very enjoyable to me. And I'll call it going aquatic. Get a container, anything that'll hold water. Some of them are pretty. I've used on a number of occasions, getting expensive now, but whiskey barrels stacked or cut in half, and they flow from one to the other. But whatever you like. The big thing is you can get inexpensive plants like canna plants, elephant ears of two different genuses, as a matter of fact, and select maybe some papyrus or some other kind of what I call swamp grasses. All you need is a container that holds a few inches of water. What I usually do is put a little soil in the bottom. I, I make it deep enough that you can sink pots and all. Then I use a layer of an inch or two of gravel to hold them in place and just water it consistently. If you're going to have an open part of the water, the a very fun thing to do is go to the any place you can buy fish and get the little goldfish, the little inexpensive ones. I hate to say this, but they're called feeder goldfish. I don't want to say any more, but they are. And uh, they'll, they'll keep the mosquitoes down. It, it's a pretty little addition to your little water container. They're pretty tolerant of a, a broad range of temperatures. It'll amaze you. Sometimes the water's warm to the touch. And in the winter, I've even seen goldfish swimming underneath the ice. So they're a good, easy, inexpensive way to take care of mosquitoes. Yes, there's other ways. There's a company that makes a thing called Mosquito Dunks that is safe for your pets and safe for your plants. It's actually a bacterium called Bacteria thuringiensis, and it's very effective at keeping mosquito larvae down. And another thing I just mentioned to a friend of mine the other day is if you just have a small container, just a drop or two, you wouldn't believe how little of your inexpensive vegetable oil puts a light, light coating on the water and actually suffocates the little mosquito larvae before they can hatch. 
So there's just something to do in the summer. I always like to be outside doing something. And these little summer gardens and summer plants are fun and they're very enjoyable. And if with just a little bit of care, they really add color and even textual variation to your living area, especially around your porches and, and your outdoor gardens. Thanks for staying tuned. I just kind of babbled along there. June is always hard on me. I don't uh, enjoy the hot weather as much as I used to, so I get out there early in the morning. And boy, by 10, that's about it for the next till the next day or at least a couple times a week. So get out and enjoy your gardens.